All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that the listener was interested in and they sent it to us either by visiting the website techgumbo.net or by sending a text to 225-255-0431. And the question this week is, What's the best word to start when you're playing the game Wordle? So that's a fascinating question, which I, I really enjoy thinking about because it actually touches on a lot of different aspects that I enjoy studying in, in my own personal life. And it, first off, the question you have to answer is, what do you mean by best? Do you mean the word that is most likely to give you the right answer by round six? Or do you mean the word that is most likely to give you the right answer as soon as possible? Because those are slightly different words and you're trying to target slightly different goals there. And then do you try and do it as if you're somebody who lives inside of a dictionary or do you do it like you're playing Wheel of Fortune? It's just a, it's a fascinating question. There's a guy on YouTube, uh, his channel is 3Blue1Brown. He's a mathematician and an information scientist. And he actually, he goes all the way into a lot of the, the numbers behind this and the theory behind all of this. And then he even sits down and writes a program to sit there and, and kind of show off that here is how this all works opt optimally. But, you know, by the end, he gets to the point that, okay, yeah, sure. We can have a computer sit there and calculate what is the most correct answer, but people don't really think in that way. That's the amount of information and the types of thinking, that's not really how people operate. That's how computers operate. And so I would say that the, the best word of word is the one you enjoy the most because it's a game after all. And the, the purpose is to have fun and to beat your friends. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've heard people use the word adieu because it gets all the vowels out. Steam or stare, S-T-A-R-E. I've heard different people use different words that they all think is, well, this is the best word to use. And, and every one of them is right. And they're all wrong. Yeah, I, I personally use farts because I find it funny. <laughs> and there's, you know, A, R, T, and S are all good letters, but 
you know, it's it really is just it makes me chuckle every time I do it. And at the end of the day, you know, you're doing this because you enjoy it and you're doing this to have fun. And so that's my biggest thing here is that whatever you're doing, make sure that you're doing it because you like it. That's right. Have fun. This is not science. This is just goofy. The simplicity of the game is what I find the most enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. It's It really is. It's very catchy. It's got a nice hook to it. It's a, a very, it's an excellent amount of solvable that if you sit there and you think about it and you look at the list of the, all the solutions, you're like, I know all of these words. Uh, these are all like fairly common words. I should be able to get all of them. You just have to really turn your brain a little bit harder to get there. And then whenever you get there, it's very satisfying. I think it, it's it's such a fun little thing. And so that's that's my take on what is the best word. It's, it's the one that you enjoy the most. So to that listener, thank you very much. We will be sending out that Tech Gumbo mug. If you want to see the Tech Gumbo mug, go to techgumbo.net. It's a big, beautiful 20-ounce mug with our logo on, on, on the mug. We'll be happy to send one to you for free. Send us your question. Absolutely. Moving along. In our last segment, we were speaking with Senator Bill Cassidy, and one of the things he talked about was how big tech was cracking down in the European Union. And we went and found an article where he's on point. Right. He mentioned that he wanted the American system to be a little less restrictive than the European system. And so there is an article right now about how Europe both has the GDPR, which is kind of its flagship bill, but its general philosophy is more user focused as opposed to tech corporation friendly. And so this new Digital Markets Act is a new bill that the EU is working on, and there's several major steps that it is proposing to take, and each one of them would have a large impact. Yeah, they're talking about really getting into forcing Google and and Facebook to reveal a lot more information about their ad platforms and really kind of pulling back the curtain and seeing what's going on, who's pushing the buttons and how they're pushing them. This is a really interesting take. I, I don't hate it. Whenever it comes to the question of should Google and Facebook run the entire ad industry globally? You know, and I don't I don't uh, really like that they do. And so if we're going to not tell them that they can't, but simply say you have to be more transparent about how it happens, then, OK, you can still as long as you still have the best product, you still will be number one. But you can't use your power to stomp on everyone and then have everything happen in a dark room somewhere. Everyone gets to see what's happening. And then if someone has a better idea and can innovate on you, you have to keep up with them. All right. This this is a step that I don't I don't hate. Another one is the interoperability of things like WhatsApp and Signal or Apple's iMessage or SMS text messaging. and that's going to be harder to pull that one off. I agree that it's forcing Facebook and Google to be more transparent is also going to be difficult. Neither of these are simple fixes, but 
their big complicated problems and WhatsApp, Signal, and iMessage all talk to SMS. And so if you can go back and forth with SMS pretty easily, why can you not go back and forth with the other ones pretty easily? I don't think it's, you know, just a button that they're waiting to press that they haven't yet. But whenever we talk about tech giants and their monopolies, one of the ways that they can maintain their monopoly is by limiting your ability to use a different product to interact with their product. And so if we can kind of force some of these walls to be broken down, you're creating the possibility for smaller startups to come in and continue to innovate by having new ideas that otherwise would be completely locked out because it's not enough to have 1% of the market if you know WhatsApp owns everything, you have to be on WhatsApp or die. Well, now you have some option for that third party. And so we'll keep an eye out. They're talking about they'd like to have this in place by January 1 of 2023. So there's still nine months more of, of reportings that will come out on this and we'll keep an eye out and keep you informed. Absolutely. This this will be fascinating. Whatever happens, it's going to have big implications in any direction that it goes. And so we will definitely continue to cover it. Speaking of big implications, Microsoft is saying they're going to reveal the future of hybrid work with Windows 11 coming on April 5th. Yeah, maybe Microsoft will finally give us some reason to be excited about Windows 11. I'm a little skeptical, you know, that they have some magic bullet up their sleeve that they have yet to reveal. But who knows? Maybe maybe they do. Maybe they've sell, solved everything and they're just waiting to, to package it into the next Windows 365. Yes, you can put me in that, that skeptical, skeptical corner as well. Unless all of a sudden Microsoft is coming up with a brand new VPN or a brand new remote desktop session or some brand new something or other that is going to totally change the way we communicate back to the office. The type of change to actually be the future of hybrid work here, you're you're really getting getting into a lot of different complex systems and you're gonna have to convince people to change behaviors and we'll we'll see. But we're not holding our breath here. Exactly. We'll we'll find out in a couple of weeks on April 5th. The next story we want to get into is Germany has officially come out and told its citizens to uninstall Kaspersky, the Russian antivirus software. We've talked about Kaspersky several times over the past several years, how the fact that they're a Russian company and while they say they're independent, that they don't report to Vladimir Putin, it's just hard to believe that anybody does anything in Russia without getting Kremlin's approval. Right. And this The U.S. government has made similar claims in the past couple of years as well. And it really is unfortunate because it was not that long ago that Kaspersky was a top tier antivirus software. But even prior to the whole Russia-Ukraine, there was some rumblings. There were some people who said it, it didn't pass the smell test anymore. And so we were already hesitant on it just from some of the things that we had seen. And so the fact that the, the German government is coming out and taking this strong stance is really another big nail in the coffin. here. Yeah, and, and Kaspersky did come out and say, hey, we we believe in peaceful dialogue, and that's the only way to, to solve these 
conflicts and we have nothing to do with the, the government. We're an independent company and we're just out to try and stop antivirus and malware from circling the globe. And I, I just, I'm not buying it. Yeah. If you're really not going to be any part of Russia, then move all of your offices out of Russia, sever ties with Russia, and then call it something else. It really is tough because I, I do believe that there are some good actors somewhere in Russia and that it is entirely possible that the founder of Kaspersky does believe these things that he's saying, but you don't have the latitude. You don't have that luxury right now. That's not the state we're in. That's not the world we're in. And so, you know, until they start taking more meaningful steps to actually put distance between them and Russia, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But as long as you're still operating, you know, in Moscow, as long as you still continue to identify as a Russian company, I just can't. Uh, we, we just can't trust you. But what we can do is we can look at Mercedes and what they're about to do. This is a fascinating move. So we talk often about self-driving cars because we find them interesting. And one of the things which has been the paradigm for a while is that if you think about the five levels of automation, level one being adaptive cruise control, level two being Tesla, level four being Google, wherever the Google car can drive around with no safety driver in it, and level five being a car with no steering wheel, if you notice, I skipped over level three, and that's because a lot of people are skipping over that level three. A lot of the industry is thinking that they're just going to skip straight from two to four and not bother with three. Well, Mercedes is saying, you know what? We think it's worth it to go there, and we're confident in our ability to release that level three. And they're so confident that they're going to release their autopilot that will take full legal responsibility for whenever you have it engaged. That's the big part of this story that they're coming out and saying, as long as you're within the parameters, as long as you fit inside the eye of this needle, we're taking full responsibility. So as long as you're on a, an approved road under 40 miles an hour and you're not asleep and you've got a coat hanger in your left hand out the window to get good, better reception from the satellite and, and, and Jupiter and Mars are aligned and everybody's singing Kumbaya, then they'll be, they'll take full responsibility. Right. So you, you are, you're exaggerating a little bit there, but it is important to notice all the restrictions. So it is under 40 miles an hour on limited access, divided highways with no stoplights, roundabouts, or other traffic control systems, no construction zones. The roads must have been pre-mapped by Mercedes for the drive pilot use only during the daytime in clear weather without overhead restrictions. And then anything of the sort or an emergency vehicle will all automatically trigger a handoff. So yeah, Mercedes is saying that, you know, we're going to take the bold step of full liability as long as all of these things are met here. You can check off those 20 bullet points. Now we we're, we got you covered. Something happens, it's on us. But if number 17 out of the 20 doesn't get checked, well, that's on you, buddy. I think it is. It's still interesting as a starting point because this is the first time that we've seen any company 
attempt to take the strategy before that even though they do have all of these you know, restrictions around their system no one else is in this place they do specify also that you cannot go to sleep you cannot close your eyes you do still have to be alert but if you were to just stare out the window or you'd be on your phone or something like that that's wherever this is a step up because the level two like your tesla you still have to have your hands on the wheel you're still in control on the level two tesla and so this is better than that this is this is a step up this is an improvement it's also important to note that they have not received full permission from this yet they still are in the process of negotiating with the government of the state of california in order to get allowances to have this technology because as of right now all of this stuff is still pretty restricted and you have to do a lot of paperwork and, and really check a lot of government boxes in order to be able to test these sorts of things. The whole idea that Mercedes is saying, this is happening. We're doing this. We're going to take responsibility for it, even with the bunch of restrictions. They're still jumping out there. This is a big step. And, and by big step, it, it's a baby step in the overall picture of where autonomous vehicles are going to go. But it's it's a bold step that has to happen and will continue happening as we go along. Right. And very much what I think is going to happen is right now there's 20 restrictions. But after the first six months or a year or so, then they say, all right, we're comfortable enough. We've got enough miles. We can now operate at night. And so then now you, you remove one restriction. And then after another year or so, then they say, all right, we're comfortable enough now. You could operate at 50 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour. And then they just slowly add more and more things. And it's, there's not going to be one giant switch that's flipped. But just every so often, you get a little bit more wiggle room. You'll be able to do a little bit more with it. It'll grow better every day. And that's, that's how this whole process is going to go. Because while they are taking a bit of a risk here, my guess is this is an incredibly calculated risk. And they know all of the details out to multiple decimal places. And that they're only going to continue to add in these extra freedoms once they are very certain of that. And it just takes time to get there. It's all about the data. Is The more data they can take in, the more miles, like you said, that they can put underneath the wheel and and have have the system learn and learn and then learn and continue to learn the more that artificial intelligence understands what's going on inside the vehicle immediately around the vehicle in the proximity to the vehicle because this is going to be using lidar and radar and all kind of other things that you're going to have this the, this the cars ultimately will start talking to each other at some point it's a lot of things happening that need more time they need more study and i think all a decent portion of this is the, the computers learning it's also the humans learning that we as people need to really understand what is this capable of what is it good at what can it not do and having us have these slow training wheels put on and then slowly give us more freedom to use this tool, I think is also another great way to think about this because it's not perfect yet. It's not capable of everything, but it's on its way. Absolutely. So 
I'm sure you, the, the wise and educated student, will continue to keep us informed as to what's going on with the autonomous vehicle world. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net, or send us a text, 225-255-0431. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.